What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello and welcome. It is Sunday, September 11th, 2022. I'm the Pody alongside the Phantom Swami himself. Priyank, what's going on? Let's get this Sunday started. It is week one of the NFL and you are listening to... Episode two of Through the Ringer. What's up, everybody? So, before we uh, jump right into what we have for this week's episode, just a quick recap. Myself, Priyank, and Nick were on week one uh, for the Thursday night game. We did that. When did we do that? Tuesday? I think we did. It might have been a Tuesday Tuesday. episode. First of all, I want to apologize. This episode should have come out Saturday. I got yeah. stuck at work kind of late, so late, late episode here. But we would what, ideally we want to go back to our regularly Saturday schedule of the second Absolutely. episode of the week. Yeah, um, that was Saturday was a bit of a um, disaster for all of us. You you worked well over fourteen hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I worked. You know, Friday, um, my regular job. Then I worked a football game, and then Saturday morning I now started back with fall softball because I coach college softball. So I was up early Saturday, you just nonstop had a headache. So it was not a good day. By the time you got home, we just decided it would be better to do it today. Unfortunately, um, we don't have Nick on the show because he's going to the Jets game. So what we do have planned is when we get to our picks segment, uh, where we pick three games with the point system, one, two, and three points, three being our most um, confident pick, uh, we have him uh, recorded. We called him up before, recorded that. So we'll play that recording for you when we get to that later on. Um, it's never a good start to the season when I absolutely flop on that Thursday night game. And I flopped so hard. Uh, I was like LeBron James oh. trying to take a charge. I, I That's how badly I flopped. Um, I, <laughs> I was, I knew the obvious pick was the Bills, but unfortunately... I was a little scared because everybody and their uncle, these novice betters, just pretty much everybody was jumping on that Bills bandwagon. And I kept telling myself, Brian Dayball's gone. This team is going to take a game or two to get in sync, get in rhythm. And my goodness, from the jump, they just were moving the ball down the field. And even when the Rams tied it at 10 to end the half, it was like a 58-yard a field goal. And you just never felt good about it at, up until that point. And my parlay could have hit, but guess what? I picked Rams on the money line instead of taking the Bills. It was just a disaster. So 31 to 10, the final. I was wrong. You and Nick were right. You mm-hmm. can rub it in my face if you'd like. Let's hear it. And the under hit, too. The under hit. The but under I will say, did hit, yes. The one thing I will say, though, um, would be uh, that 10-10 halftime game, I mean, a halftime score, that didn't feel like 10-10 at all, like you said. No. It felt like it was ten nothing, even though it was ten ten, and I'm not 100%. shocked they didn't. What was the final score? Thirty one ten, right? They didn't end up scoring 10. anything afterwards. No. The number one thing I took away from that is that Bills D line. 
that Bill's D-line is insane with Von Miller there. Jordan Phillips is there now. Jordan Phillips had this mean sack on Matt Stafford. And I was like, oh my gosh, if everyone's getting this one-on-one, no more double, like double teams up in the trenches, that D-line's gonna be scary. That D-line's gonna be very scary. Von Miller looked like he was part of the Bills team for years. He did. It, that, it didn't even look yeah. like he just joined. He knew exactly where to go, what to do. He was a havoc. He was a havoc. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, a quick note on that D-line, Ed Oliver, he he was in and out of the game. I think he tweaked an ankle, so something to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, but yeah, that D-line was scary. I don't know if I want to read too much into the Von Miller thing, just maybe going up against his former team. He had a little added juice, or he kind of knew where the weaknesses were maybe. They lost Whitworth now to retirement. So that O-line is a little... It, it, they're gonna they're gonna take some need some time to um to 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 gel a little bit there. Uh, so week one, I'm not gonna read too much into it for the Rams, but if you are a Bills fan, wow, should you be excited? Because my goodness, Josh Allen, did did you see that stiff arm? Like he just runs people over. He he runs with a reckless abandon that some of these other mobile quarterbacks try to do, but they just can't because they don't have his size and physicality. The guy is special. And it's just sad to have to watch him do it with the Bills instead of the Jets because we clamored for 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 months that or weeks when he was coming out in that draft a few years ago that we wanted the Jets to take him and Mm -hmm. they just didn't. And he goes to an in-division rival and now we lose Tom Brady and we have to deal with this guy for the next decade plus. It's just the ineptitude is ridiculous um, for Jets and even really Dolphins fans, although they're starting to, they have high expectations this year, but it's been tough for both, you know, for both of us having to watch this division um, and our team for such a long time. So um, Sean McVay, first time in his career, he is now under 500 at any point in a season. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if I want to read too much into it, but Stafford, to cup that connection is still strong i know he slid to number seven in our draft looking like an absolute steal um what we could do real really but i, I don't know if i want to embarrass you too much do you want to tell us how your two yes. running backs did in that wanna, game on thursday night i want to talk about several of the fantasy stars in that game first of all cup and josh allen and stefan diggs three great great players of course Gabe they Davis kept it too. going but the one I did want to talk with the three three players going into here that were question marks. Well, not question marks, but just this kind of like what we what would what would we want to see from these three players, right? Yeah, one being Gabe saying. Davis. One being Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was an absolute stud. They looked at him in the end zone. They looked for him in the long deep ball. They looked at him Caught for the short first plays. Touchdown. Caught the first touchdown, of course, uh, on a play action. I believe that was a play action pass to to Gabe Davis. It was a fake so, like run with Allen, and then he just swung out and yeah, just dumped it to him. He Gabe Davis was the 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 noisiest sleeper, I'd say, this year. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Everyone that, knew that yeah. he was worth having just because of how much he overtook Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley last year. Um, and, and the he, loss he's of looking both of like, those guys. Yeah, now that now that those two guys are gone, of course, Gabe Davis was expected to pick up this giant role in such a high-powered offense. So he panned out as we expected him to. The two players on the other side of the ball, Allen Robinson, one catch, 12 yards. That's it. That's Ridiculous. it. It almost looked at times that Stafford wasn't even looking his way, to be honest. Do, do you know, I don't know if you saw the subtlety of this, do you know who was on the sidelines with the Rams? 
No. Who? Odell Beckham was at this game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was on the sideline just hanging out. I think he's going to sign back. I really, he, if, that, once he's healthy. He has to. There, there's no doubt. If Yeah. Why, like, why would he be there if they don't have a plan to sign him back? It's It was very, uh, very odd. If you're Allen Robinson, that's got to feel a little awkward. And then the fact that, you know, you're brand new and you just, there, there's no reason. It was obvious Stafford was just feeding cup, feeding cup. He threw, what, two, three interceptions in he, this game. Who, I think um, at the end of the first or end of the half, it was like six for six with like yeah. a touchdown. And Allen Robinson, you can't tell me with Tredavious White not in the game that Allen Robinson isn't open. Like, yeah. I, I get it because he's not there not to cover um, Cup. Cup was a little more open. But at the same time, you know he was just forcing it to Cup. And there was no no looks. Allen Robinson had no looks. Like, there was there was nothing. No looks. So, just, just odd there to see Odell. It's probably going to happen that they will resign I think him. I think he resigns with the with the Rams but the third player yeah. I didn't want to talk about was your boy <sighs> this is a tough one started cam Akers, zero points three carries for zero yards out-touched. I don't know unta- yeah outtouched by by so much by Daryl Henderson now again it's the first game you know that whole offense as a whole looked pretty crappy so I don't want to play too much into cam Akers, but again the the amount of time he had no playing time. Um, there have been videos like trending all over Twitter about misassignments and things like that. But I don't know. I think that's something that's looked at after the fact when you're trying to look for a reason why this guy didn't play enough. But I don't know. To tell you the truth, like I think there's still plenty of time, plenty of time for Cam Akers to, you know, take over Daryl Henderson. Um, but as for now, like I don't think I could start him. I'll tell you that right now. It's not startable. That no. three carries is unbelievable. Again, game one, Sean McVay is always like looking for the edges. So who knows? But I will say, though, going into the season real quick, Daryl Henderson was the starter last year while Cam Akers was hurt. Then Daryl Henderson lost his job to Sony Michelle. And then Cam Akers came back and they ran him through the ground. So, so for Daryl Henderson to lose his job to Sony Michelle, who's no longer even on the team, and lose it again, technically, to Cam Akers, I thought Cam Akers was 100% going to be the lead lead back here. But, hey, you know, Sean McVay must see something there. So, Yeah, I know Sean McVay came out and he said that he's got to do a little bit better job, and I don't know if he's 100% healthy. They might have pushed him a little too much in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, it is it is still early. I will say it's not like Daryl Henderson did did enough in this game to warrant, like, him being the full-time starter in, like, Sean McVay's yep, eyes. I agree. But I will say I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in your position, and I wouldn't want to have any of these running backs because that O-line looked bad. I get it. They're up against, arguably, the team to beat in the entire NFL. But, you know, there weren't many holes there. They were grinding to get any semblance of a run mm, game. And I didn't thing, quite... Yeah. I didn't quite, and I was saying this in our group chat, I didn't understand the Rams' um, game plan or, or, like, on offense, their, their plan of attack. They The first, like, three, four series, first down, they were just running it. And this does go back to the Jared Goff days and McVay, what he tries to do is establish a semblance of a run because then it sets up what he does best, which is the play action. That's when you get your Cooper Cups open over the middle, your Higbees, you know, tight ends, running backs at, you know, out of the backfield on the fake handoff, stuff like that. But they just 
didn't step up. Um, still had, if you want to say, call it a Super Bowl hangover. Um, but again, week one, Thursday night game. We know Thursday night games can be a little up in the air sometimes. And I wouldn't read too, too much into it just yet. Um, one thing I do want to say before we move on, I don't know if you saw this, but this was a really mm -hmm. cool moment. A guy that I'm a little bit high on out of the slot, Isaiah McKenzie. This yes. man scored a touchdown mm -hmm. and did a uh, gender, reveal gender reveal for his yeah. sister. Did you see this? That was awesome. She was at like some bar or some restaurant. Yeah, they were at like watching. a bar watching. Yep. And then he's like, uh, it's a boy. It's a boy. Let's go. It's like, a boy. Yeah, obviously I didn't know like lives, <laughs> you know, I didn't notice it live, but I see, I, I've seen the videos since on Instagram, on TikTok, et cetera. And they show like her and the family like at this place. And then they show him like side by side doing the reveal. Uh, like the presence of mind in that moment, it, it's just insane that he scores a touchdown and he remembers to even do that. Or yeah. I guess he must have planned it, right? Like um, if I score a touchdown, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing is it would have been funny if he just didn't score a touchdown. And right. She's just waiting. <laughs> like, does he do it? Like, like if someone else scored, does he go and steal that dude's moment and thunder in front of the no, camera? Like, I think I don't it know. was like one of those things that like just keep an eye on the game. And if I happen to score, I'll I'll reveal it. If not, I'll just tell you afterwards or something like that. Yeah. So I'm glad it worked so. out, though. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, if Isaiah McKenzie is available in any of your leagues, I would go and snatch him up and at least stash him because he could be, you know, if you have a bye week or he, he could be one of those guys that emerges out of the slot because that will be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Absolutely. All right. So as we move on, we are basically what we're going to do is because obviously it's Sunday, NFL kicks off in just a few hours. We're going to run through each and every one of these games, just give you a quick rundown. We'll go over the spreads um, real quick, we'll, whatever whatever we feel is necessary. Um, or noteworthy, me, yeah. You and me, yeah, yeah, like the noteworthy things, what you feel, what I feel. We'll just spend a couple minutes on each game, and we'll we'll, we'll just go from there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we're not going to make this episode too, too long, because, again, I have to edit quickly, upload it, and and get it out there by by the one o'clock games because of course i've got to get my bets in you've got to get your bets in mm -hmm. we have some ideas i've been texting my brother since this morning he's been placing parlay after parlay just a crazy number of bets those damn he's parlays he, dude he's in the hole so badly right now he did place like three or four fifty dollar bets on spreads and money lines that i told him from this morning and some of those picks you'll see at the end when I, we go we do our pick segment so without further ado Let's jump in right here, and we'll start with our favorite team, the New York Jets, at home, getting G six and a half points. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Fireman Ed will be in the stadium. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be rainy. Um, here's the problem. So Jets are the home team here. Joe Flacco against his former team. The line opened at seven. It somehow is down to six and a half at plus 100 for the Jets. There's, there's a reason why. They just ruled out J.K. Dobbins. That's to me. That's it, was, fine. It, was, it was expected. So yeah. I'm. But again, I, I, that's the reason why I think the line shifted okay. from seven to six and a half. But fair. It's it's a half a point. But yeah, it's the so, New York Jets. Dwayne Brown just ruled out on I. Ruled yeah, out. Yes, as of well as of yesterday, he's been put on the IR officially, so he will miss at least the first four games. So the crapshoot of the New York Jets losing Mackay Becton, then signing Dwayne Brown. 
and then moving Dwayne Brown to left tackle and taking George Fant, who did a good job at left tackle last year, moving him to right tackle in the preseason. Now you're having to switch everything around. Some guy, Mitchell, I think, is going to slide in at right tackle. Like, I don't know what's going on, but that O-line is not going to be good. Joe Flacco is a 37, 38-year-old quarterback. He's not mobile. He can't move. If he doesn't have protection, he's in trouble. And if the Jets can't run the ball, they're in trouble because, again, if it's raining, the Ravens are going to just run the ball all day. Lamar Jackson is a good bet in my eyes to score first. I, I texted my brother this. I like Jackson at plus 750 and Mark Andrews at plus 650 to score f- the first touchdown of the game. I don't see the Jets taking the first touchdown at all. So that's a good bet. Yes. And the Ravens minus six and a half. I think we're both in lockstep here that 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 would be the play. Um, that would the be over the under. The over under is a little uh, it's at 44. Yeah, I could see a backdoor cover there, but I'm not going to mess with that. I will say, though, like Flacco, like this is a revenge game, I guess, for Flacco. Yeah. But I don't see the juice in this guy, man. Like, it, not against the Ravens. Like, I know he had some good games last year for us, but yeah. I don't see I don't see Flacco just He's won willing four this games. team. He's won four games in the last four years. That's so. what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't see him... Taking us to a victory here, especially with like this, no. like semi healthy. I know, I know the Ravens lost uh, Staley, right? I think I don't think yeah. he's playing. Um, but I don't think it makes a difference. I think they're just so much more, right? Um, cohesive than than the Jets right now. So, 100%. yeah, I'm all on the Ravens. Yeah, we're we're both. That's the no brainer pick. And then of course Lamar, the deadline to get his contract extension, I think was Friday. He didn't get it, so now he's out for blood. He I think he's a chip just, on his shoulder. Yeah, chip exactly. on his shoulder. Chip yep. on his shoulder, just gonna run all over the Jets. And so the play here is Ravens minus six and a half, no brainer. All right. Next up, uh Detroit Lions at home against the Eagles. I still I, I again had a busy weekend, didn't get to watch that final hard knocks episode but i will watch it either today or tomorrow at some point maybe tonight during sunday night football or something i'll definitely watch that uh lions at home getting five and a half against the philadelphia eagles i don't know about you here in this one but this is one of those that i probably will stay away from Mm -hmm. um my my heart wants to pick the detroit lions and if i was a betting man that's probably what i would go with um, they're plus 195 on the money line. Eagles are getting a lot of love. I, I know they made the playoffs last year. They're they're just an odd team to me. I don't really know what to expect from them on offense. They have A.J. Brown now. Um, you know, they're just one of those teams. And I, I think the Lions, a lot of people are are, are betting them to, to, to have a good or at least better year than last year. I know Dan Campbell's getting a lot of love for coach of the year. So I think personally... I would take the Lions, but I'm not. I'm not actually going to bet this game. I don't think. Yeah. So the 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 one thing I'm looking out for is Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Some some are saying he's going to take a major major step forward, and to tell you the truth, I don't really see that. I I need to. I want to believe that. I want to believe that. Um, but I need to see it before I just start believing in it. So I'm looking to see that. I'm looking to see his connection with. Uh, AJ Brown, newly added to this team. I'm seeing. I want to see how that that works, and then also I, I want to see the backfield in the Eagles. Uh, I know how long have we been waiting for Miles Sanders? I know, like the Miles Sanders show just doesn't happen every year. Doesn't happen. I, I'm just curious what they do with this backfield. On the other side of the ball, the Lions. You know they had this. They had this 
Hard Knocks show. I'm serious. I'm curious how much of this energy they bring into this game. That's the one thing. I think if they bring a lot of energy, I think if they keep it close and still lose, I think that's a win. I, I do think that's a win, especially because a lot of people are picking the Eagles to win the NFC East. You know that? A lot yes. of people are picking them. So I think if they keep it close, I think that's a win. I think that's a win. And I, and fantasy speaking wise, I want to see how DeAndre Swift does. He True. went. He was going at the end of the first. You know, I'm really curious. Top of the second, I, I, I really want to see how they utilize this guy. Plus, I want to see how Amon uh, Amon Rice, Brown, Hawkinson, and Swift all three play together because that string of games last year when Amon Ross St. Brown started feasting on the ball, so many targets every single game. This was without Hawkinson, I believe. You know, Swift was hurt at a certain point. So I'm curious how all three work together. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I like your point. I think they probably, if I had to guess, uh, keep it close and maybe they, they lose at, by a field goal or whatnot because they had a lot of those games last year where it came right down to the wire and they just would lose. Um, one thing I saw from Hard Knocks that nobody's really talking about unless you watch Hard Knocks that the coaching staff is over the moon right now. Jared Goff, throughout training camp, preseason, this man, they were talking about how like great he has been. Like This dude has been on fire in training camp, and so they are very excited about what he's going to bring to the table in yet another year forward with this coaching staff and with this group. And yeah, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Hawkinson, I think is a little bit of a sleeper breakout at tight end. So they're mm-hmm. going to have the ability to put up points. They're going to be behind a lot. So um, good bets throughout the season, I think, is going to be Jared Goff to throw two plus touchdowns almost on a weekly basis yeah. just because of the schedule, because of who they're playing, because you expect them to be down a lot. Um, also, and yeah. also, like Lions with the points. I might be oh, taking yeah. Lions with the points a lot this season. Yes. Give me all those points. Absolutely, for sure. So that's the Eagles and the Lions, and that game is at 1 o'clock. So let's jump into the next. We've got the uh, a little bit of an AFC South rival here. We've got a division game to start things off. The Houston Texans getting seven points at home against the Colts. So here's, here's a... Uh, Here's a trend to start this thing, start this off. We've got three games so far, and all three we have home dogs by a, a, a sizable margin. We've got six and a half, seven, five and a half, six and a half, and seven points. So we all know uh, what the Colts are going to be this year. They're the trendy pick. You've got Matt Ryan replacing Carson Wentz. Yes, I called him Wentz, not Wentz, um, because that's how everybody seems to view him, especially the Colts, because Frank Reich put his neck out on the line, brought this man back over from his Eagles days. And he basically is the reason they they missed out on the playoffs because Jonathan Taylor was an MVP caliber player a season ago. And Wentz was the reason that they missed out on the playoffs. So now that they add Matt Ryan, uh, you know, they, they, they've got They've got some stud weapons there. They've got a pretty good O-line. They've got a their defense is sneakily good. Like they were one of the better defenses last year. I picked them up in fantasy myself this year. They're three minus three twenty on the money line. I I mean, this is a this is a trendy team, and, and we just don't know uh, you know, what to make of the Texans. I think Davis Mills out of Stanford is their quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. So um I don't think 
anybody in their right mind should be taking the Texans at home. Although plus 265, that's a lot. So it's like one of those, oh, you're going to, you might maybe you just throw some money on there and hope. Um, but those division games, you never know sometimes. But no, I, I would have to take, if, if, if I was a betting man, I would probably take the Colts just because it's week one, just to play it safe. I'd probably drop that to minus six and a half just to play it safe. But I don't have any issue with betting them at seven. I do think they could easily win this game by by double digits, right? I mean, yeah, I think the Colts win this um, again it being a divisional game. I don't know about covering the spread. It's going to be a little bit closer than than people will realize. I think everyone's going to think, you know, Colts easy minus seven. I don't think it's going to be that easy. But I do want to say this game also has a slight wide receiver two versus wide receiver two. The 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 Texans had, remind me his name again, Mechie, his first first name, John Mechie, yeah. I believe. John Mechie, this guy got hurt, is out. They have a second-year wide receiver, Nico Collins. He had some fantasy buzz around him, so I'm curious how he's going to do. I'm going to see how Alex Alec Pierce on the Colts, he beat out Paris Campbell in training camp. So I'm curious how he's going to do for the Colts. And also, here's another sleeper pick, a tight end, Moelle Cox. Matt Ryan loves his tight ends. That's true. He loves he loves when Tony Gonzalez was back there a long time ago. Um, Kyle Pitts, you know what I mean? Hayden Hurts when he was there for a little while. I'm curious how Mo Ali Cox does, you know? Um, but overall, I don't think there's much to this. Jonathan Taylor's going to be a beast as usual. Uh, that O-line just got paid happily yesterday. Quentin Nelson, five, uh, was it four or five-year deal? Mm-hmm. That O-line's happy. I, I think the Colts win this, but I just don't know about the seven. I think they win I this. do. I'll tell you right now, this is, a, this is probably... Honestly, this will probably be a blowout. I mean, Davis Mills, I don't know if he has like a super short leash, but he he's not a quarterback that like he's probably one of the first quarterbacks that gets benched out of all the starters because just because, you know, that he he's not really a, a starting quarterback in the NFL type guy just yet. He was serviceable, but they've got Lovey Smith now, who's their coach. Lovey Smith. I mean, he's, I'm going to say it, he's washed up. He, yeah, he took the Bears to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. They lost that. He was back at his alma mater in Illinois coaching them. Couldn't, couldn't beat anybody. Left there, somehow winds up back in the NFL and somehow winds up back coaching an NFL team. Um, there, nobody even knows this guy, Damian Pierce, who's the starting running back. Rex Burkhead's the RB2. I, I, they've got Brandon Cooks, who's not, I don't know, even know if he's a wide, wide receiver one. So they're, they're a mess. I don't expect them to do very good this year. Um, they surprised some teams last year with, I think what they win like four games or something, three, yes. four games. Um, so I, I see a, a huge regression to be honest this year. And I, I see them blowing things up going into, going into that, uh, 2023 Brandon Cooks has put up like the quietest 1000 yard seasons yeah. in so many years. 100%. He's so good, but he just switched from so many teams, saints, Patriots, Rams, Texans. It's just, but and he's still good. Like he's so good. I think he's still really good. But and then the other one, like you mentioned, Damien Pierce. Damien Pierce. I wanted to grab him in fantasy, but the hype was so real as it should be. He was filthy in the preseason, so it's just it, it, his stock 
shot up so much. And I'm curious how he's going to do. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be very good. I just see it. The only thing is how often, like, how there's going to be so many times this season where the Texans are behind and they're not going to be relying on this run game. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're going to lose out on a lot of opportunities. Correct. Correct. All right. So we're pretty much both in agreement. Ride the Colts. Don't know if it'll be too, you know, if they'll cover totally um but i i i'm confident enough that that you can ride the minus seven okay next up we've got the Bengals at home finally we have a home favorite the Bengals minus seven and a half against the division rival steelers this is an interesting one don't really know what to make of the steelers right now big ben is gone they weren't very good last year with big ben They've now got, uh, of course, they drafted Kenny Pickett. He won't be starting. They will be going with Mitchell Trubisky, who was in Buffalo backing up Josh Allen last year. Of course, he was a former number two or number three overall pick with the Chicago Bears, led them to that 12-4 and season with Matt Nagy before the double doink um, that knocked them out of the playoffs. So, uh, you know... I'm not going to say I'm high on the Steelers this year. I think they'll be a little better than last year um, because eventually they will be bringing in Kenny Pickett and whoever they start is going to be better than what Big Ben gave them last year. He was just on his last leg, all those injuries throughout his career. He just really couldn't do much. Just dump off, dump off, dump off to Najee Harris. So curious to see what what they're able to do with a somewhat mobile guy behind center. Um, And then, of course, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals who made a surprise run all the way to the Super Bowl. Are they themselves going to be um, having a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, if you will, because um, they played more games than any other team besides the Rams? Or do they come out knowing they lost that Super Bowl with a vengeance in a big game against their division rival Steelers, who have pretty much owned them um, for decades as one of the premier franchises in the NFL? I personally think seven and a half is too much. I I really don't want to touch this game. Uh, yeah, you know, I if don't. If I know. had to, if I had to pick, I'd pick Steelers with the points. But, okay. Because, like you said, I, I I think any quarterback that they would be starting, obviously Mason Rudolph aside, I don't I don't like Mason Rudolph as a starting quarterback, but Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett are an upgrade to Big Ben. The exactly. last two years. Big Ben has been completely unreliable on the road. Completely unreliable. So I think they they're gonna be much better. I do like I do like the the starting weapons that the Steelers have. It's not as bad as people might think. Um they got Najee Harris back there, you know, he's good, he's good. Pat Fryermuth was starting to pick it up last year. I do like them this year. And plus, obviously, you got that steel Steelers defense. You know what I'm talking about? That defense, TJ Watt, leader yeah. of the pack. I, I think uh, I think they keep it close. And there's all this, just like every division game in this division, AFC North, no matter the year, it's so close. It's true. Every, every it's true. game, maybe any combination of any of these four teams, always keep it close. So, and the Bengals, I don't know. I, I felt like last year, that playoff run, it felt like at the end of it, looking back, it looked like everything had to go right for them to get to the playoffs. It did. I mean, really to get did. to the Super Bowl. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it was one of those, like, Cinderella stories like we've seen with with um, 
They got lucky the, with that the Panthers game. and the Falcons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they got sort of lucky. I think I don't know. I, I think they're still going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to be good. They're the I favorite just, to win the division. I mean, yeah. I just don't think they're just, as good or as hype. You know, I don't follow the hype. I don't. They're not going back to the Super Bowl. Like there's. No. There's no, no way. way we see that. That was you're you're 100 correct. It was almost like those two years with the Jets where they made those miraculous runs to the AFC Championship game and haven't been back to the playoffs since. Yes. We're not, I'm not saying that that's going to happen where they don't go back to the Super Bowl for you know with Joe Burrow because uh, he is a very good player. But they they just had so much go right for them. To, to make it to that Super Bowl, and they had such a Cinderella season. Like, that kicker, McPherson, was just making every single field goal. I mean, yep. everything panned out. Tannehill throwing that interception in overtime. Like, it just all worked out for them. Don't forget Pat Mahomes throwing that interception, too. In over, yeah, I think yeah. at the end, yeah. not, I don't think that one went to overtime. But it's 100% correct. 100% correct. That was just one of those, like, Pat Mahomes, 100 out of 100 times would never make that that mistake and he makes that mistake although you do give credit to the team we're not saying that, that there's no credit due there but it, again it's just they were way ahead of their time making that run i don't i'm not going to say they won't win the division because they could um but don't be surprised if this team you know sees a first round exit or gets in as a wild card team or something so uh we're both confident in saying Steelers plus seven and a half would be yeah. the play here. Um, and then the, I don't think. And then the Bengals are still full of young talent. So don't, don't, don't I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I don't think they're going to be bad. There's no. a lot of really good, really young talent. But I, I just, I feel like everything had to work out in their way. So Exactly. All right. Next up, we've got the Bears at home getting six and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. This is an odd one to me. Um, I think the lock bet in this game spread aside is under 40. That's the total right now. You've got Trey Lance, finally last year's number three overall pick starting. Although I do think that they they made a mistake. This is a very weird dynamic. They brought Jimmy G back for one more year to be the backup. So is it do they is it that they don't trust Trey Lance or you know, they're just the way his style of play. They think maybe he'll get hurt and they want that insurance policy in, in a guy that they know that they that they can rely on in Jimmy G, although they don't rely on him enough to make him the long term starter. Um, it, it's just a very weird dynamic. So the Bears, they're not going to be very good this year either uh, with Justin Fields. So I expect this game to be low scoring. And I honest to God, I don't I don't think that the 49ers will cover the six and a half. Personally, the only way I see it happening is maybe a late pick six or a fumble, a sack fumble, scoop and score type scenario. I expect this game to be closer than a lot of people think. I agree. I think the Bears are this team that there's a lot of question marks. Not question marks. There's just a lot of unknown with them. Is Justin Fields the guy? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, I, I agree. is Trey Lance the guy? I don't know. But I feel more comfortable about Trey Lance starting than Justin Fields. And they got a new, brand new coaching regime. Who knows how that plays out, you know? Um, David Montgomery is going to do his thing for the Bears. Darnell Mooney, I want to see. He had that great year last year. Very good year. I want to see growth in him. You know, second year, I believe. And But on the other side of the ball, you have Trey Lance has a number of weapons. Justin Fields doesn't have those many weapons. You know what I mean? No. You have Brandon Ayuk who I heard Trey Lance has a fantastic connection with 
in training camp. That's because, you know, that had to do partly with Debo being out, figuring out his contract situation. Yeah, yeah. But again, exactly. you also have Debo coming back. And right. you have Elijah Mitchell, second year into this backfield. A lot more confident, I'd say, coming back, coming here. George Kittle's not here for this game. He's ruled out, but he's still here overall for the season. So I like Trey Lance as a quarterback this year. I do. I think he brings another dynamic to the game by running it that Jimmy G did not bring. But for this specific game, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks where I don't feel comfortable taking either side. You know, I think it could fall to either side. I think it ends up being close. I, I believe what you said was true. It, the the under is more likely. That would probably be the safer bet. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, and then last quick point I'll make is to make your first start of your NFL career, um, you know, in a new season in Chicago at Soldier Field, that environment alone, that's going to be tough. There might it's be some scary environment. webs. Yeah, it's a scary environment. I'm not saying this, the, the 49ers won't win, but this is going to be a lot closer of a game than uh, everybody thinks. And as I sit here saying that, the over-under just dropped a full point to 39. Wow. So people are definitely hammering that over-under. So one last point I want to see. I want to see in this game. Cole Komet. I want to see Justin Fields' connection with Cole Komet. I've been hearing in training camp, they have a great connection. Um, I just want to – I, I got to see Cole Komet. I've never been a huge fan of his his uh, game last year. I just feel like he's one of those tight ends that just – is he if he's free, he'll get the ball, kind of like a Dawson Knox kind of thing. But let's see how Cole Komet does today. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, next game we've got another – Division rival, we've got the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons at home getting five and a half against the New Orleans Saints. The new look New Orleans Saints, I will say. They've got a, a new coaching staff. Dennis Allen uh, took over there for Sean Payton, who retired. You've got Jameis Winston is back. You've got Michael Thomas, who who got in a couple limited practices uh, the last couple of days. He will play. He will suit up and play. So that's huge. They haven't had him for damn near two years now. Um, Alvin Kamara, no suspension yet. That's probably going to be moved to next year. So they'll have him. They drafted Chris Olave out of Ohio State. This is my, I don't know if they're a sleeper. I, I, I've heard a lot of t people picking them. I'm, I'm taking the Saints to, to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they're going to be a, a really high-powered offense. And so, yeah, they're, they're playing the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, in my opinion, one of the worst teams in football this year. We, you know, the Mariota at quarterback, we don't even know if he'll be there all year um, with guys behind him. They've got Drake London, who's also banged up their first-round pick out of USC. He is going to play as well, but he's a little banged up. Of course, you've got Kyle Pitts. You just don't know what to make of the Falcons. They're one of the teams like the Texans, who I have ranked as the bottom five teams in the NFL. So I'm all over the Saints today, minus five and a half. The over-under is only 43 and a half, which I think is quite low. Um, I, I do see this going over that. So I, I'm all over Saints minus, minus five and a half. And it, it, this is a no-brainer. I think the Falcons are possibly, like you said, top five worst teams. I'd probably even bump into the top three. I think they have zero defense. They don't have a run game. Like, is Corderell Patterson still their running back? That It's right. just, how, how comfortable do you feel with that? It just doesn't make sense. You have Drake London and you have Kyle Pitts. 
Those two weapons. That's it. Nothing else. They have a shaky O-line. And now you have Marcus Mariota in the back throwing the ball. I just don't feel... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Falcons this year in terms of, like, would I be betting on them? No. Um, also, I agree with you about the Saints making the playoffs. I do. I think they're very underrated. They have that. They have a killer defense. They have James Winston, who's not afraid to sling the ball. They have multitude of weapons. They have Alvin Kamara. They have Chris Olave. They have Jarvis Landry. Let's not forget about this guy. They have obviously Michael Thomas returning back. They have a multitude of weapons. Like I said, James Winston is not afraid to sling the ball. I think Marcus Mariota kind of gets into his head. And also, speaking of both quarterbacks, how funny is it that they both went one and two? Now they're in the same division on That's their true. probably like third. Uh, Marcus Mariota, this is his third team, I believe. Yeah, and I think this is James Winston's second year. Um, um second team. Second, yeah. sorry, second team. This is his second year, I believe, with the Saints. Um, so I I trust James Winston a little bit more, having been a part of this team. And Dennis Allen is not, he's a homegrown talent. He's a coach that's been part of this team for a while. So I like, I, I would I would take the Saints this tonight. Well, today. Yeah, um, I think this is also a one o'clock game. Yeah, we've got a couple more one o'clock yeah. games to talk about, two more after this, mm-hmm. and then we will get into the four o'clock game. So yeah, uh, both in agreement. That's good to hear that uh, we think the Saints will make the playoffs um, for sure. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting um, to see how just how bad the, this Atlanta Falcons team is because I think it could be, like, that bad. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they they, they don't they, – Mariota's not the future. He He's a stopgap for right now. Um, so it, it's going to be one of those where, where you're just like, all right, are the Saints for real or are the Falcons this bad? And, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but make no mistake about it. Uh, I'm starting Michael Thomas in my on my fantasy team. I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie, just because he burned me two years ago, and he's still a little bit banged up. And I could be starting an Elijah Moore on the Jets. I just, I, I, I can't do it. I have to, I have to start Michael Thomas. Uh, it's just one of those things. But um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see in the end um, what what to make of this Saints offense. Um, when things are all said and done, but I I do believe it could be one of the most high powered um, in the NFL this season. Besides, like of course your Bucks, your Bills, uh, stuff like that. So um, yeah, it should be should be should be a fun season if you're if you're a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm looking forward to this this hype train. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's move on. Next one. Division rival game as well in the AFC East. You've got the Miami Dolphins at home favored by three against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Of course, the Dolphins are one of those teams. They they went out. They got Tyree Kill this year. Um, they, they've made a number of adjustments. They got they have a new coach that they brought in from San Francisco who looks like a 12-year-old like nerd guy. Um, <laughs> and... They have high expectations. They're not winning this division, but they have potential to go to the playoffs. Although, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here by saying this. I don't think the Dolphins will make the playoffs. I'm not sold on Tua. He's a very good... He he served me well when I needed some spot starts last year. I had him on my fantasy team. But 
everybody's laughing that like Tyreek Hill with his speed, he's going to run like 60 yards and Tua's going to underthrow him by like 10 yards because he just doesn't have that, that gunslinger arm. Um, I don't know if I'll go that far. I just don't know if I'm sold on this team. I really don't. Um, I'm leaning towards taking the Patriots at plus three on the road. Uh, am I really going to bet against Bill Belichick on the road in week one against a novice rookie head coach? I can't do it. I cannot do it. So I'm taking the Patriots here plus three. Yeah, they, I don't know. Like <clears throat> the Dolphins definitely got much better. Definitely got much better. But I think, I don't know, the Patriots, they got Mac Jones, okay? Mac Jones has shed a lot of weight. He's on more athletic shape. I think he takes he takes a step forward. I think Tua doesn't take as big of a step. I just don't see it in Tua. I don't see it. Um, they are going to be a good team. I will give the Dolphins credit. I think they will be a great team. But in week one, like you said, to bet against Bill Belichick, I just... I wouldn't be able to do it, you know. I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, they have they have a number of pieces also, and that's the other thing. I I believe the Patriots have kept a lot of their same players. I don't think they've gone out and gotten these big name acquisitions. So I think all these players together have built another year. They have another year under their belt in this Patriots system. Although losing Josh McDaniels, I'm curious how this offense plays. I'm very curious, but. I still would take the Patriots to win. Uh, not win this game, but definitely cover. Maybe they might win. But yeah. I just don't see the Dolphins completely whooping them. No, I agree. Um, listen, Devontae Parker is now on the Patriots. This could be a little bit of a revenge game. I will say the Dolphins have the better the better weapons, the better you know offensive weapons. But here's the thing. The first sign of struggles from Tua Guess who the backup quarterback is? It's an established guy in Teddy Bridgewater. There's going to be, you know, mumblings that the fans might be screaming, we want Teddy or something to that, you know, along those lines. They, they added Chase Edmonds. They, they've got Waddle and Hill. I mean, they're, they're not bad. Like, you look at these names, those are not bad names to have as offensive weapons. It's just when you go for that X factor and you think about the quarterback, you have to give the edge slightly to Mac Jones. So, yeah, I'm taking the Patriots plus three in this one. Yeah, plus they got Cedric Wilson now on the Dolphins. They have Jalen Waddell. They have, obviously, Tyreek Hill. That run game is suspicious, but I think they can get the job done. So you like the Dolphins or the Patriots? No job done this year as an improvement. But overall, in this game, I'm still, if I were to take a bet, I'd take Patriots. Okay, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. All right, I believe, yep, our final 1 o'clock game on the afternoon. We have the Washington Commanders at home. Three-point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is, for sure, my game of the week to stay away from. Do not bet this <laughs> I game. I was just about to say These the same are thing. two booty meat teams, okay? Straight booty. Do not take... <laughs> any of these teams do not bet these teams throughout the year i'm telling you right now don't freaking do it you will get burned washington three-point favorites i would lean towards them um but i I have nothing to say about this game i I will don't take it i would 100 agree with i wouldn't touch this game 
if my life depended on it. What I do want to see from here is Trevor Lawrence. Does he take that step forward with Doug Peterson at the helm of being a coach now? He They got a lot of good good players coming here that weren't there last year. Christian Kirk, you know, they have Travis Etienne coming back. They have Evan Ingram as a tight end. I think, I, I, I believe they're going to be much better than last year. So just like I said with the Lions, there's going to be multiple times this year where I take Jaguars with the points. As for the Commanders, I would not touch them one bit. One bit. Never. Never, never, never this season. I can't. I don't trust Carson Wentz. I don't trust Ron Rivera running this team. I just, there's so much going on. I just don't see it. Now, I've, Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Chase Young isn't playing in this game, right? So I just I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I just, the defense, two years ago, this defense was amazing. And then last year, they kept all the pieces and they were one of the worst defenses in the league. How does that happen? How does that happen? I know. Yeah. I don't trust this team at all. I wouldn't be touching the commanders this year at all. Okay. Fair enough. We're just going to move on because we got to get through like seven or eight more games. So we got to speed things up. Yep. To start the 4 p.m. games at 425, kicking things off, we have the Tennessee Titans at home against the New York Giants. They're five-point favorites over the Giants. This is another game I'm not willing to bet. Um, I don't know what to make of the Titans right now. I don't know what to really make of the Giants. Um, So another game that I'm just not sure about. I mean, yeah, the Titans, they've been good the last couple of years. They lose A.J. Brown. They... They, they, they're starting to turn things over. Tannehill is not really the future. They drafted, uh, what, Malik Willis there. Um, so if I had to pick, if I really truly had to pick, I hate to do this, but I would take the Giants to cover this one at five. I, but I'm not, uh, you can hear it in my voice, I'm not very confident in that pick whatsoever. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that side. And then the uh, you spoke on the Titans. Let me speak on the Giants here. The new coach, Brian Dable, we're huge fans of Brian Dable. I just don't believe in Daniel Jones. Though. I can't, I can't, I've never seen it in this guy. Like, sure, he can run. He's great at doing that. But I got Saquon back pretty healthy after another year under his belt from that, another year removed from that uh, ACL tear. I just, I, I really want to see the, the O-line for the Giants. They got that. Evan Neal guy. They have Andrew Thomas, I believe, from the year before. I don't see how those bookend uh, OTs play. I just don't believe in them. That wide receiver group is so questionable, too. You have Kadarius Toney. You got Wandale Robinson that they drafted. Sterling Shepard, I think, is still hurt. I got to see if he's playing today. I don't think so. Um, but Kenny Galladay is just gone. Is he just He's just a ghost? What's wrong with yeah. this guy? Since just, this guy signed, he's been non-existent. He's just terrible. Apparently, the effort's not there either. He's just given mm-hmm. up. So, that offense is very questionable right now. Very. I just, I, I personally, I'm not, I would stay away from this game just because the Titans have added so many new pieces. Their wide receiver one is Robert Woods. I, I, there's just, there's they, they added Austin Hooper. It's, it's like some some names that you recognize, but... I don't see them as being like it guys. So yeah, one to avoid. If anything, go with the Giants. All right, next up should be a really great game. 
the Chargers at home, three and a half point favorites against the Raiders. I think this could be a toss up. I think it's fair to give the Chargers the slight edge because they're at home. I just don't see the edge being three and a half. One, one and a half, two, maybe. Three and a half seems like a lot. Um, And because it's at three and a half, I feel like you have to take the Raiders with that half a point. Um, Because should they lose by three, you would hit that bet. The over under here at 52 and a half, I think, is the safe bet. Besides picking who's going to win this game, I truly believe the safe bet is to go over. I'm so high on the Chargers. I love me some Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler back another year. The two wide receivers, uh, Williams and Keenan Allen studs. And then on the flip side, I think the Ravens are going to be a problem. Um, I really do. McDaniels is there now. Um, you got Derek Carr. They, you know, they 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 added uh, your boy Devontae Adams. I mean, th- this is going to be. There's no reason this should not be 35 to 30 final, something to that effect. Like this should be. V- the, this is one of the uh, biggest games of the week, in my opinion, and I can't wait for this game. I'm more excited Hammer for this game over. than just about any. Hammer yeah. the over. I'm so with that. The team's going to be shooting the shooting like it's going to be straight shooting. The ball is going to yep. be flying. Um, I really like uh, both offenses. I will say, though, the one thing I do want to keep an eye on is the Chargers' defense. they got Khalil Mack now. They drafted—sorry, right. uh, not drafted. Good they point. signed J.C. Jackson, but I don't think he's playing in this game. But long-term speaking, they have J.C. Jackson. That defense is going to be good. That defense will be good this year. So that's the only thing I'd be hesitant about if I were to say, say something about the over-under in this game because I just don't know how that defense is going to come out. But— I'm still with the over. I like the over. Fair enough. As we move on. The Cardinals at home getting six and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting one. I'm going to go out on a limb here again. Take the over. Um, Six and a half seems like a lot, but Cardinals know DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's a big factor. If I had to say, I actually would hammer the Chiefs here at minus six and a half, but the safer um, smarter play here is over 54. No Tyree kill. Going to be a little interesting to see, but it just means more touches for maybe a Nicole Hardman or, of course, a Travis Kelsey. And then let's see what the running game produces. Um, they drafted Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers, who I'm hearing good things about. You've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So we'll see if they try to establish more of a run game or try to use somebody out of the backfield in more of a gadget Um Tyree kill type role. I think the Cardinals um, are going to be fine. They'll be one of those teams. that's a fringe playoff team again. Um, but I, I do like the chiefs here, but to me, the better play is over 54. They don't have, uh, they don't obviously have Deandre Hopkins talking about the Cardinals here. No Deandre Hopkins, no Rondale Moore. I believe Zach Ertz is still out. Nothing, nothing screams in favor of the Cardinals for me here. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I mean, uh, six and a half is a lot. Are. It's a it lot. Is, but I think is, the Chiefs but... can still do it. So, um, by yeah. the way, Zach Ertz is playing. Um, Zach Ertz is playing. So okay. I mean, it. they yeah, got one more weapon. Full. If you have Zach Ertz, buy stock into him right now. Over, yeah. over on the catches, he's going to see the ball a lot. I actually, um, if you're into prop bets, I think it's a good bet. Both quarterbacks to score. I think Murray will probably get in there. I think he'll be playing from behind, so he'll be trying to sling it a lot. 
Um, so both quarterbacks might throw for over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. So some good prop bets there um, for these high scoring games. So, um, yeah, look out for those quarterbacks. Rushing, rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes too. take a look at those. He yep. loves to mimic run, running quarterback. If he's playing against a running quarterback, he will run it. He loves to mimic the ones that he's playing against. Absolutely. Okay, next up, probably another great, great game that you don't want to miss. Minnesota Vikings at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites over Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. This is my upset of the week. If you want to call it an upset, I am going with the Packers. To me, I don't know. This is just a no-brainer. People want to bet on the two-time MVP because he lost Devontae Adams and he's got guys playing receiver that you've never heard of besides an Alan Lazard. Um, Alan Lazard is not care. playing in this game, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And Alan Lazard is not playing in this game. They drafted a couple of rookie, rookie right, wide receivers, the kid out of uh, Nevada Dubs, that I think it is very high, who was high on my radar, and then someone snatched him early in our fantasy draft. Romeo Dubs. Um, I, I just think that they're going to try to establish that run that will feed into that play action. And I, I trust Matt LaFleur um, and I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Kirk Cousins. That That's quite simply what it is. Um, and pretty much Green Bay owns everyone in that division. So I am taking the Packers on the money line in this game over the Minnesota Vikings. That's, that's, a, that's, that's not bad. I think this game goes either way. I'll tell you the truth. I think it goes either way. You have a lot more weapons on the side of minnesota first time you're ever hearing that but again like you said aaron Rodgers can't count this guy out he's one of the best quarterbacks ever to play this game two-time mvp you can't you can't he's gonna make the right read he's gonna throw the ball where it needs to go it's on the on the wide receivers or the tight ends to catch it um also the another thing a lot of people aren't talking about is this defense this Packers defense is good. It's very good. They, they can write on Jair Alexander. Sorry, Jair Alexander, that cornerback. To, he's going to uh, help the DVs over there. I think their D-line is great. I do think their D-line is great. Yeah, the Vikings used to have a good defense. They used to. I don't think that defense is there anymore. We'll see. This game could go either way. But this is definitely... Wow, these 4, 4 p.m. games are nice. Very they good are. games. There's a they lot really of good are. games. So... I'm looking forward to seeing this one, too. And the final one, to me, is going to be one of the better ones again on the day. You have the Dallas Cowboys at wow. home against the Tampa Bay Bucks, getting two and a half at home, or getting two, excuse me. I think it was two and a half. It's dropped to two, possibly. Um, I think the Cowboys are in trouble. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has started to slip every year now in these drafts he's yes. going later and later that o-line is destroyed right now and tampa bay bringing in todd bowles as head coach i'm not saying he's great because he wasn't with the jets but he's a defensive minded guy he loves to blitz i think they will get after the run game early yes. and i think they will force dak prescott to throw the ball there they lost amari cooper now um gallup is probably out right i think he's hurt he's still out yep 
yeah, he's still out. So there's question marks all over the field if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I would hammer the over, and I would hammer the Tampa Bay Bucks minus two. I want to almost say that this is the biggest, uh, this is the easiest spread to pick on the day besides like a Ravens over the Jets just because it's so small, but I think it has such potential to be so lopsided. I think this has Bills, Rams written all over it, and I think the Bucks blow out the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. I think the I think the Buccaneers win, and if they win, they're going to win by two at least. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. The only thing is, like I said, the, the, the Tom Brady being out for so long worries me. I I mean, like he's Tom Brady. He led the league, I think, last year in, in passing yards. Yep. I'm not like I'm not doubting Tom Brady, but I'm still a little worried about him missing much of this uh, training camp. But if there was one quarterback not to be worried about, it'd be Tom Brady. So yeah, like. <laughs> we keep counting this guy out every year, every year. He could do anything he wants, come back, touch a football, touchdown. Like, that's the type of guy this guy is. That's right. I would agree. Buccaneers, minus two. I like it. Okay. And Godwin is likely playing on a, a bit of a snap count, so even more yeah, firepower. got his favorite target back, so. Yep. All right, and finally, the Monday night football game between the Seattle Seahawks at home getting six and a half against the Denver Broncos. This has many storylines, namely Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos and now his former backup in Geno Smith starting. It might have been Drew Locke had he not gotten COVID. Of course, Drew Locke coming over from the Broncos in that in that trade. Um, Noah Fant now over there. So this has those sort of elements. The Broncos are a, now that they have a quarterback, they we know what their defense has been capable of. Um, this is a team that many are saying could possibly win the AFC West, although I think people are saying that about every team in that division. Um, but So the Broncos, one of the bigger spreads on the day, six and a half. And I don't think there's really any question. Most people are going with that. I'm a little hesitant because we all know what Geno Smith is. Usually, if he's in a close game, he blows it. He throws some terrible pick six or fumbles the ball or what have you. But he is a little bit of a savvy veteran now. He's been in the league a long time. But there's no way you can you can go into this game unless you're a straight degen. Um, if you're a degenerate better, then by all means, take the Seahawks on the money line. But I think Pete Carroll is cooked at this point. Why he's still coaching, why he's going with a guy in Geno Smith that we all know about already. Um DK Metcalf, I drafted him in fantasy. It was probably a bad move. We'll see. Very bad move. I mean, he's he's the only weapon really that they have. So they're going to be down a lot most of the season. So that's my only saving grace that they throw. He's the big end zone threat. Yeah. So we'll, we'll that's see. Fair. They're one of those teams that's probably going to be in the bottom half of the league, bottom ten, bottom five. Um, but we'll see. That the play here though is the Broncos without question. Um. This is this is one of That's those it. like I think Russell Wilson comes out slinging the ball. I think they win this game by a wide margin, by a very wide margin. I does Seattle have struggles on both sides of the ball, um, while the Broncos are strong on both sides of the ball. I think this is going to be an absolute blowout. Russell Wilson's going to sling the ball, sling the ball. He's going to be all about that. Let's ride. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Cortland Sutton, yeah. Jerry Judy. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a good game. Javante Williams. Oh my God. Can't yep. wait. Can't wait. Yep. This can't is one wait. of those, this is one of those, uh, <clears throat> one of the few revenge quote unquote games that we have, uh, 
today. So I'm uh, not today, but I mean this week. So I'm looking no, yeah, forward this to this week. It. Yeah, it's, it's a it. good start to Monday Night Football for sure. So uh, we'll see that game tomorrow. All right. So now we can jump in. We'll give our three picks. Each of us picks three games. We rank them from one to three, with three being most confident, one being least confident. And we wait and see what happens. These are all against the spread, according to DraftKings. And we add them up at the end of the week. And we'll come back on Tuesday's recap episode. And we'll talk about how we feel or, or you know, how this all panned out. And, and who. And we'll keep a rolling tally, a spreadsheet throughout the season. And we'll we'll see how, who, who, um, who comes out on top in the end of it. So here we go. We'll start off with Nick's picks again. These were pre-recorded since he could not be on the show this week. We called him up earlier and uh, recorded these. So here we go. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Mauer Power here. Every week we're going to do a segment where we're going to pick three teams. Obviously, uh, we will do a one, two, three point system where you, every pick is worth those amount of points. Uh, so for this week, I will be taking for my one point pick, the Minnesota Vikings minus one and a half at home to open up the season against Aaron Rodgers and the Allen lazard Green Bay Packers. Not a huge fan of the pick, but that's why I'm using only one point on it. Uh, so hopefully that will hit for everybody this week. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Packers started the season, if you can remember, last year and the year before that pretty slow. And then they eventually get up to speed by the end of the year and Rodgers will return to MVP form. But for the time being, give me the Vikings. Uh, hot at home, minus one and a half for my one-point pick. For my two-point pick, I'll be taking a team that I actually don't really usually bet on or root for, but I'll be taking the New England Patriots with the points, plus three and a half. Obviously, all these spreads are going to be coming from DraftKings because that's what we use when we use the gamble. Um, and we will be using the Patriots for my two-point pick, plus three and a half. And drum roll, please, for anyone who does not know this, I will be taking for my three-point pick, and yes, you guessed it, the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football going up to Seattle as a six-and-a-half-point under uh, favorite in that matchup. Russell Wilson returning to Seattle, highly anticipated first Monday Night Football game of the year, and it's going to be a shit show. I will tell you that right now, the Broncos, this spread, I don't know why it's still at six-and-a-half. It should be at 15-and-a-half so that if they win by two, you cannot cover. But DraftKings has obviously not gotten the memo about how good the Broncos are this year and how bad Seattle is. So we will take advantage of that with my three-point pick, and I will be rolling with the Broncos minus six and a half for my three-point pick. Let's ride. Let's ride indeed. Okay, thank you for those picks, Nick. Some interesting ones. Not bad. Um, Patriots one could be a little tight, but we'll see. We all were in agreement, though that we do like the Patriots and Broncos, of course, is a no-brainer. Vikings one, to me, is the closest that I think will will be tight. I took we I took the, the Packers there. So, okay, next up, dun-dun-dun-dun, we'll go to the Phantom Swami himself. That's What me. do you have for me? So, I have, as my one-point pick, a game that we kind of forgot to mention here, but I think it's something noteworthy. The Panthers versus the Browns. I'm on the Panthers minus one. If you remember Baker Mayfield, this is another revenge game. He is now on the Panthers. He's a starting quarterback. They asked him what he thinks of the Browns and what he'll do to them. And he was quoted to say, I'm going to F them up. I am on his side. I think he has a better weapons. They don't even have a quarterback on the Browns. I think I'm all in on the Panthers at home minus one. One, one point play. 
two-point play. I'm taking uh, a team that we talked about earlier, the Saints. I think they cover the minus five. Right now it's showing a minus five and a half. I think they easily cover this. They win by a touchdown at the late, at the least. Um, like I said, for the multitude of weapons and the defense that we talked about. And for my three-point pick, I hate, I hate to be doing this to my Jets, but I have to take the Ravens minus six and a half. I don't care J.K. Dobbins is hurt. He's not even the running back. Lamar Jackson is a running back. If if they have a multitude of weapons, you have Rashad Bateman, you have Mark Andrews. I'm hearing things about Isaiah Likely coming in as a third option. They have a couple other wide receivers they can use. That's been part of the team. And again, running backs, it doesn't matter. They have Mike Davis. They just signed Kenyon Drake. But who's really running the ball is going to be Lamar Jackson. I'm all on him. So my one-point play being the Panthers, minus one. Two-point play being the Saints, minus five and a half. And three-point play being the Ravens, minus six and a half. All right. Thank you. Um, I believe we have two of the same plays um, in motion, but that was um, we didn't, you know, collude or, or talk about this prior. Those were just games we picked. So and and as we went through this, you guys could see throughout this episode that we were in agreement on many of these week one matchups. Again, it's week one. We could all hit on these. We could all flop. But that's why you make the plays and you have to heed with caution because it is week one. So without further ado, here are the Podies picks themselves. Okay, so for my one-point play, I thought about this long and hard, went back and forth on this long and hard. I'm actually going to put the Ravens at minus 6.5 as my one-point play. I know you have them as your three-point play. I'm going to switch it up, put them as my one-point play, although I'm very confident in the Ravens to cover one of the highest spreads of the week. Don't even need to get into too much on that. We talked about it earlier. So Ravens minus six and a half for my one point play for my two point play. Give me Tampa Bay and Brady at four. What is he? 44, 45. I don't care how old he is. He could be 105. I'm taking Tampa Bay all day over the Cowboys because America's team, everyone loves to hate them. I'm not going to say go that far, but I absolutely love Tampa Bay in this game to cover the spread of minus two. I think this is way too low, and I think Brady goes on the road week one, gets the job done with you know all his new weapons. Uh, Gage is there now, Russell Gage. They they've got Julio. Um, they they've got a, a decent run game. So so I'm not I'm not too worried there. Give me Tampa Bay, and then for my three point play. I'm going all in on the New Orleans Saints minus five and a half on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm taking three road teams, two of them with pretty big spreads. Um, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas will play. Um, Kamara is going to be there. Jameis Winston could become back player of the year. I really love the Saints, and I believe the Falcons could be vying for that number one overall pick in the NFL come that April draft. So those are my three-point plays. One more time, Saints minus uh, Saints. Uh, my three-point play at minus five and a half. My two-point play is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus two, and my one-point play is the Ravens to cover the six and a half. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are our picks. Let's get it. Let's go. Any final words? Because um, we're pretty much right at the end, ready to wrap up the show here. 
I can't wait for Red Zone. Seven hours of commercial-free football starts now. And That's I right. can't wait to see that Octobox, baby. The Octo Box is back, baby. We've got about an hour to get our picks in for me to upload this episode. I gotta go make some some eggs, a bagel. Gotta get my food, my energy, the, so the I late, can watch those carbs. The late Let's day go. breakfast. <laughs> yes, because we're about the people. We had to get on here. We had to upload this episode, get it done. Um, we made it work without Nick. It's fine. He'll be back for for next week's two episodes hopefully we'll, we'll get things um going by the way got an email earlier a couple days ago maybe podcast is now officially up on google so if you listen on google podcasts um apple spotify you name it we are available anywhere and everywhere and if you want to send us a message a message shout out whatever make sure you subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen hit that little notification bell so you are aware and get alerted when we drop new episodes like Priyank said earlier Tuesdays Saturdays those are the ideal um that's the ideal schedule we'd like to get episodes out and then shoot us an email or send us a voice memo or a voice message um to through the ringer ttr at gmail.com you can send us a written email you can send us a voice memo you know what you like about the show um what you would like us to talk about any ideas for little segments here and there whatever your heart desires send us a message we will play it back on the show live or we will read it back um and it will be a good time we want to engage with the people we know it's going to get boring possibly just listening to us three for an hour hour and a half each and every episode so that's why we encourage you to send us messages send us those voice memos send us those emails we want to engage with the people uh you know hit us up on instagram on twitter i posted all our handles and whatnot in the description of last week's ep or Tuesday's episode. And I will keep doing the same of, in the description of every single episode. So we hope you enjoyed episode two of Through the Ringer for the Pody and the Phantom Swami himself. Hey, hey. We are signing off. This has been episode two of Through the Ringer. Let's Deuces. go. Week one is here. <laughs>